This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Love Brand You, the show about personal branding, how your values, beliefs, and actions help you define and discover your calling and the evolution of you and your brand. Here's your host, Sam Rafus. Welcome. It is Wednesday and another episode of Love Brand You. I'm Sam Rapis and I am super excited for today's show. We are going to be talking about two of my favorite subjects, food and marketing. Okay, I had breakfast, but I just felt my stomach growl and I think because every time I mention the word food, it makes me hungry. <laughs> Love it. You're so in <laughs> so even though I say food and marketing for today's episode of Love Brand You, what those two have in common is the theme for today's show, which is strategic alliances. And here's how I want to explain that to you. My background includes certification in holistic nutrition. I've always loved eating healthy, but like many people, I struggled with food issues for over, well, about 10 years in my 20s and early 30s. I got back on the healthy train when I had my girls, and after graduating from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition here in Calgary, I built a thriving part-time nutrition business around my schedule as a stay-at-home mom. That included three years of teaching nutrition and business classes at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition that I graduated from, and that led into five years as the contract nutrition educator for a program called Healthy Living School through our Calgary Board of Education, and that was for kids K to grade nine. I was then a nutrition director for a major fitness company. So throughout my nutrition career, I have taught thousands of children and adults how to eat healthy, how to lose weight, how to have better digestion. Um, I've helped people with allergies. You name it, when it came to nutrition, I, I loved it. So to say the least, I'm passionate about health, a healthy lifestyle and food plays a big part in it. So what does that have to do with strategic alliances, you're asking? Well, 10 years ago when I graduated, we were creating healthy meal plans and specialized diet protocols, weight loss, arthritis, say a vegetarian diet, diabetes, allergies, you name it, we created a meal plan to help people with their particular health issue. Those meal plans took hours painstaking hours of old school researching, opening up my textbooks, uh, grabbing out school information from what I learned in class, figuring out macronutrients, micronutrients, calories, foods to avoid, foods to include. It took a while. Certainly, once you have a bank of food plans, you could use them as a template, which I did. I would often work with clients and I would think, oh, this client reminds me of another client. I can pull out that template and, re and reuse it. However, it still, it still was not as, not as glamorous as it sounds. 
And then came online meal plan programs, many of which I tried. Some I liked, some I didn't. Some were very clunky, some were hard to use, some didn't do what I wanted them to do. And a year ago, and, and keep in mind, this is now I am not a practicing nutritionist, but I still, I still love food. So I will see things pop up on the internet and think, oh, that looks interesting. And a year ago, I stumbled upon a program called Meal Garden. I signed up for their free program to give it a try. And truthfully, I loved it. It was easy to use. It had hundreds of recipes. It was easy to navigate. I loved the nutrient breakdown. I downloaded a couple of meal plans that I worked around them for me and my girls for the week. And again, because I have the tools in my head to, to maneuver meal plans and to think on the fly if I was stopping at the grocery store, I used a, a couple of the basic meal plans and just would reuse them and put other, other foods into them. So all I could think of, though, was where was this program when I was a practicing nutritionist? This would have been perfect. I kept saying to myself, this would have been perfect when I was working with clients. So I stopped using it with my, me and my girls only because I just had enough information. So that's the food story the food part, I should say. So now we're into the marketing phase. With marketing, you have to know who your customer or client is and why they buy. So flash forward, six months later, I received a message from Kiki, the marketing director of Meal Garden. Would you have time for a conversation with me? Of course. So we get on the phone and Kiki says, I'm just curious. I saw you haven't logged into your meal garden for quite a while. Can you tell me why? So I explained to her that I love the program and I still refer to some of the information I downloaded, but life got busy and I just used it to the best of my ability in my personal life. However, if I was still a practicing nutritional nutrition professional, I would still be using it. So Kiki says, wow, that's great to hear because since you last used the program, we've made it even better for nutrition professionals. Can you test it out for us? I did. Why not? I would love to test it out. I loved it. And that's what brings us to today's show, Strategic Alliances. I am going to introduce you to Kiki, and we are going to talk about her and Meal Garden. So we'll get into a little bit about Kiki now, and after the break, we'll talk more about Meal Garden, and we'll share how that strategic alliance is going to work and how it can benefit you. Here we go. Kiki, and I love saying her last name, and I don't say it right, so I'm going to have her say it. Kiki. <laughs> Uh, my full last name is Athanasulius. I, <laughs> I love it. Kiki Athanasulius. Okay. Is a holistic health advocate with a Bachelor of Commerce from Rotman at the University of Toronto, as well as an extensive background and training in various alternative and naturopathic medicine and nutritional studies. 
for over the past two years at Meal Garden. She has worked alongside countless naturopathic doctors, certified holistic nutrition consultants, RHNs, which is registered holistic nutritionists, and dietitians to provide meal planning support for thousands of clients across the globe. Kiki combines her passion for nutrition alongside her marketing and entrepreneurial smarts in the health tech startup industry to coach professionals on how to run more successful practices, as well as meal planning support for individual clients. Welcome, Kiki. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here, and it's so great to connect with you. I'm, I'm happy that we're, we're finally doing our show. I find that with a lot of my guests that we, we connect and then we're all busy professionals and then we finally get to our show. So Right, exactly. It's like, here's my calendar link. See you yeah. next year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want you to start us off with your backstory and what got you here. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I've always, similar to you, been passionate about food and nutrition, um, except my background and my school was really just around business and marketing. And so I ended up after graduation going to a startup where I was actually doing machine learning um, algorithms um, for a contract review software. But I would find that on my free time, I was still, you know, searching for healthy recipes, trying to optimize my health in all these different ways. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if I could work at a startup that was doing this so that my work could also be, you know, my off time and I wouldn't really notice the difference. So I found Meal Garden and um, I really connected with how they how they advocated for healthy living in a way that wasn't restrictive or that didn't feel like they were bombarding the message of like, oh, eat healthy to lose weight or like, you know, avoid this. And it was really um, a holistic approach. And I felt like it was about incorporating just everyday healthy eating in a way that was accessible and fun and efficient. Um, so at that time, they were just marketing towards the everyday individual consumers. And it was an awesome meal plan planning app. And um, it was my first experience with a meal planning app. And I was like, Oh, my goodness, this is so cool. This is great. And um, little did I know there were loads of meal planning apps. And so there we had a whole bunch of competitors. So I but you know, I found out that after I got the job. Um, but um, basically, so there was they were hiring for a marketing director, I totally wasn't, you know, <laughs> equipped for that. But I somehow put together some presentations with some numbers that were all totally wrong and basically wooed them and here I am today. Um, I mentioned that there was a whole bunch of other meal planning apps out there which I eventually realized but I always had faith in Meal Garden not only because I was biased and worked there but because the the one thing that really truly did set us apart from all of the others was our health algorithm. So our founder's wife has a PhD in nutrition. She's really well known in the industry. And um, she helped to develop this algorithm that it basically means that every recipe, every meal plan that's imported or that's created on our site gets full nutritional analysis. And the reason why I found that so exciting is not so that we can all like hyper calorie count or do anything like that, but it's for when you're working with special diets or, or special goals. And at one point or another, we all are. We all need to know, you know, oh, does this have enough iron, whatever. We all have our different preferences and 
so anyways, I, I just, uh, I really loved it. And that's kind of how I, how, how everything started off. <laughs> and truthfully, that's why I loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there is a lot more to it and we, we will get into more of that listeners, but from a holistic nutrition point of view, which is what I've always subscribed to and worked with, with when I had clients, that's what was important to me. Seeing that breakdown, we talk about macronutrients in the, in the health and fitness industry. Everybody wants to know their macronutrients, how much protein, carbs and fat they're eating. But it's just as important to take a look at what those micronutrients are, which are your vitamins and minerals too. So totally. Okay. What core values drive you that fit you and meal garden? Um, Oh, that's a good question. I think that it would, I mean, my core values is, to really put myself first so that I can give, I can be the best me I can be so that I can give the most to other people and to the environment and to my projects. And um, I think the same thing goes for Meal Garden, both from a perspective of like employee relationship. I mean, um, everyone on the team gets so much initiative because we're a startup to kind of do things that we just pop into our head and let's try it and let's maybe make a mistake, but we're going to learn from it. Um, And then on the same side as now with our professional model, we're really, we've spent the past year building something based on feedback and based on hiccups and based on things that we thought might work. And then people tell us actually, no, we want it this way. And um, so I think that kind of value of don't be afraid to make mistakes and bettering yourself is all about just trying new things and being really exploratory um, and also really quick on your feet. And I feel like that's always been kind of how I operate, even in school, Um, just a matter of trial and error. I think that that gets you so much further. Um, And so, yeah, I'm not sure if that's like technically our core values. I'm not sure even what those are, because again, we are solely a startup. I could probably just write them out. But um, that's that's what... um, I think really resonates with me. And that's really all I want. That's all I want to hear because I, I think we get caught up in what we think it should be. Mm -hmm. And I, I loved it that, that you did send me the message and say, Hey, do you have time for a couple of questions? Totally. We have always, my co-founder has um, Jeff, he's an awesome guy. And he's always been like, just get on the phone with people, just try to get them on a call and just ask people that leave our tool. It's not like we're like, Oh, well, they, you know, they don't, they don't know how to use our tool or they don't need a meal plan or like what's wrong with them. It's, we always look back on ourselves and that's why I'm not afraid to reach out to people that did drop off on our tool and be like, Hey, like totally get, we weren't a fit. What was it that you were looking for? Because there was something that, you know, prompted you to sign up in the first place. And I honestly feel bad that it's like, God, I I wasted your time because you took that time to create an account and maybe, you know, get started and then you left. And so obviously there wasn't a fit there. So it's just about finding that juicy, that juicy bit of like, what was it that you were actually looking for? And either we have it and we were just doing a really crap job of, you know, putting it out there from the beginning so that they know, or we just didn't. And that's kind of, you know, how we'll get into (laughs) how we shifted. Um, So yeah, never, never being afraid to just kind of 
you know, with your tail behind between your legs. Yeah. Oh, what's, what was wrong? <laughs> and anybody in business nowadays, and I will say that um, it worked for me, but I also worked that way with my clients that you are driven by your clients, by your customers. Now, does that mean you can be all things to all people, but you have to find your right community. Totally. And when you find your right community and you find your ideal clients, then you have to respond to how you can serve them better. Exactly. So that's the whole point. Exactly. Um, you talked about you put yourself first, and I, I really want to spend a little bit of time talking about you before we get into more about Meal Garden, because I think the people that are within companies or or businesses it's what makes the companies. So you said you put yourself first. What does that mean? So how do you start your day? What, what is it that you do to keep healthy and motivated and innovative to, to do your job? Oh, that's an awesome question. I have a lot to share on that. I won't go into my whole morning routine because that would be a whole separate show. But um, I think this past year especially, I've really learned um, the benefits of taking time to just not necessarily do nothing, but really unwind. And I know self-care is so trendy now and everyone's talking about the baths and the candles and all that jazz, but just finding the things that really do allow you to settle in and relax and kind of put those adrenaline, turn that adrenaline down and take that time is so crucial. So um, I think that we're all, we understand, you know, finances, if you just spend, 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 then eventually it's going to go out. But I think that we're still using adrenaline as a drug and we're rewarded for, you know, working hard and working into the late hours but eventually you will burn out. And to be fair, I think I kind of got there last year because I was just so like, let's do this. Um, and so now I don't, I think I do all the same things, but I don't feel guilty about it. So I'll take like an hour in the morning to, you know, wake up, have my lemon water, wait half an hour before to having breakfast. I have a mantra that I kind of have spelled out exactly all of the things that work for me in terms of making me feel better. So that's different for everyone. But for me, it's starting my day with movement. And what doesn't mean I have to do a boot camp class. It could just mean, you know, 15 minutes of like a gentle yoga first thing in the morning. For me, it means eating um, several meals throughout the day. I got really obsessed with, um, I've jumped on a whole bunch of different um, fads because I'm at Meal Garden. I'm seeing all these different diets. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to try that. Yeah. So I got super into fasting for a while, um, which is like not even a diet. Um, but uh, I think I took it to an extreme. Um, that just wasn't working for me anymore. And really what I feel great on is grazing and snacking. And so I've written that down, like, you know, making sure that I have um, snacks with, you know, potassium and sodium and, and sugars and all these things that at, at many times throughout the day, um, making sure that I get enough sunlight in the day, making sure that I make time for family and friends and key not feel guilty when I'm hanging out with them because I'm not doing work um so things like that and I'll read my mantra and then I'll have my breakfast before I have my breakfast <laughs> I pray to the angels of like the different angels like angels of enrichment to enrich my food um and you know it might be hokey pokey but it's just it's another element of like mindful eating for me which really helps so I just think finding 
what works for you, really tuning into that. And then the power that of just writing it down and repeating it back to yourself, even if it's just once a week, to kind of give that refresher of like, oh yeah, these are all the basic things that I can do to make myself feel better, that I can do every day, and I can just do them and then have the best day ever. Like it's so simple, yet so many of us don't do it because we're just always on and we're always on this adrenaline high of getting all this stuff done. But um, it's, it's just not productive in the end. <laughs> I'm, I'm shaking my head in yes, in, in agreement, because again, we, we're talking about holistic living and what you're describing is the perfect for you. And perfect, I don't mean you're doing it perfectly. This just is what works for you. And exactly. that's what made me successful in working with my clients. Because, you know, some of my clients would say to me, oh, you're the first nutritionist that, you know, that helped me. Oh, it's, and I said, you know, that's great that I helped you, but I'm not looking for the credit. I am looking for you to say, you know what, I'm, I'm doing what works for me. Because those are the types of, of uh, those are the types of help that I gave my clients. We would look at their eating. We would look at their stress. We would look at their activity. We would look. We would build their day around what worked for them. Exactly. Instead of me saying, "Oh, you came to see me. I'm a nutritionist. Here's a meal plan. I want you to do this, this, and this, and follow it." Yeah. It, it's not, it's not productive. It's not, it's not doable for people nowadays with our lifestyles. And that's all, it, it's not magic, but it's just doing it and giving yourself the grace. I would, I would say to my clients at the time, give yourself the grace to do what works for you. Exactly. And when you can do that, it, it does take a lot of that pressure off. And I'm, I, I have to say I'm the same. It's I, I do my schedule. Groove, it's, it's hard to sometimes clock off and get into it. But once you're into it, it's really easy. And it's almost addictive. And it's almost like, wow, why don't I just always operate like this? It's, you know, at, at first, feel bad for giving yourself an extra 10 minutes in the morning, but then you feel how great you are the rest of the day and how much more productive you are, that that 10 minutes is just amplified so much further versus, you know, being really harsh with yourself straight from the start. Yeah. And, and just allowing. Okay. So let's talk about what do you do when you're faced with a block? So a creativity block, we, I know you're, you're working a lot on what's new for Meal Garden and you're a big part of that, but what's your strategy to get innovating? Ah, that's a good question. Um, so that, that reminds me of like when I'm in meetings with my co-founders and they'll sort of throw things out and I automatically feel like, oh my God, so I should, like if they kind of throw out um, uh, sort of an almost idea, I automatically get on the defense of like, I should have the full idea, like I should be able to kick it right back at them and, you know, and present that idea that they're sort of hinting at. Um, and so I think the first step is just not making it seem like it's a task, like the idea of creativity or figuring something out or coming up with a new idea. I need to somehow extract all of the like taskness out of it. I need to remind myself that it is just 
creativity work. So it doesn't, it shouldn't have a deadline. It, I shouldn't feel pressured or behind. Um, and then honestly, sleeping on things is like my number one thing. Um, <laughs> it always like something epic will happen either like while I'm asleep and I'll wake up and think of it. And sometimes I'll just like grab a notepad and write it down. Um, or like put it on my phone. Um, or just the next day, once I flushed it out, I think time heals all and also time brings so much creativity. Um, and then of course there's, there's, um, more like logistical things you can do. So like mind mapping, I like, um, sketching things out. And then I guess my other tip would actually just be talking about it with friends. Sometimes when things are just stuck in your head, they seem like, either just so vague or that they really don't connect. And although in your head you kind of, you want it to happen, but it's just, you don't know how to get it out or articulate. So I'll talk about it with people that to be honest, I know don't really care and that won't judge me. <laughs> so like my dad and my mom and I'll kind of like, yeah, this is like what we're doing in meal garden. I'm kind of thinking like, blah, blah, blah. and as I'm talking, some of it just sounds like complete bogus. And I'm like, okay, well that's kind of a bad idea. But then you know to push those aspects of aside. But then as you're talking, you know, uh, there's power in the telling and some of those, you know, juicy tidbits and those, those pearls of wisdom come out. And then again, and then you sleep on those and then you kind of keep talking to people and then you can slowly start talking to people that really do matter. And that will really give you, um, you know, more, uh, insight on that. And so, yeah, I would honestly just say sleeping and talking. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody, nobody saw me but Kiki as I was kind of jumping up and down and, and cheering uh, <laughs> silently when, when you were talking about sleeping because that is my magic. When I am working on anything new or I'm working on something for a client, I get to a certain point and in my thinking, mm -hmm. in my creative process, and then I know, okay, I'm at the point where I literally... I have a process where I'm going to bed at night and I'm implanting, okay, this is where I'm at. And I say a prayer of, I need to, uh, now this needs to come out. Exactly. So I, I let it go, but yet it's almost, it's almost like my brain then at nighttime has time to, click way back if it has to go way back to something that's stored in my deep memory or something totally. but that whole allowing yourself to sleep on it is is so powerful yeah and i remember actually from i took like a psychology course in um at uft and they were saying how like crash studying is like the worst thing you can do because you it's actually much better to just you know, study weeks ahead, just a little bit. And then that way you can sleep on it because something with your brain neurons, like it's, it's just making it way more implanted, way easier. So it really is a hack. Although it's not a quick hack, it's a very powerful one. And you mentioned the word blockages. And I'm even just thinking of like energy blockages or yeah. like chakras, right? It's almost like eventually those points of ideas become so um, tight and constricted and maybe it's because you're putting in some stress with that because there's that element of stress that you need to get it done or whatever and so I think sleeping is just a way that they're released it's almost like a, a chakra massage <laughs> yeah and you have to allow I always say that that the ideas don't come when you push totally you you need to you need to just take that moment and allow it to happen okay exactly. We have to take a break. Okay. 
But at the beginning, I said we're going to talk about our strategic alliance after and Mail Garden. So we're going to take a quick break and then we are going to share what's happening with Mail Garden and what, what we're doing to work together. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Are you a speaker who has an inspiring, insightful message that will help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? If the answer is yes, we invite you to become a pro member of the eWomen Speakers Network. We have over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America. We're looking for speakers to share their wisdom and breakthrough ideas. Go to eWomenNetwork.com and join our Speakers Network. The benefits for pro speakers are incredible. Go to eWomenNetwork.com. We are back to Love Brand You with my guest, Kiki from Meal Garden. Before the break, we were talking about creativity. We are talking about food. We are talking about the Meal Garden program, which I absolutely love. So before we get into how we're going to share more about that alliance, how tell us how you've carved out your niche in this market because that's what you and I talked about when you first um, connected with me and we were talking about my experience but also you know how with all of the meal programs out there and and listeners I have tried many of them I I'm not going to name names because this is focusing on meal garden but I've tried a lot of the programs I've tried a lot of the apps so what what made you what's your niche Mm-hmm. for meal garden and what made you go that route yes um so i think above all the way that we're able to separate ourselves from literally any other meal planning tool in the world out there is our health algorithm so just the fact that anything imported into our tool which is all super easy and digital and automatic um, is scanned for full nutritional analysis whether you want to use it or not Um, so whether you want to go in and check selenium and all those things or whether you just want to look at our very simple easy to read health rating which is just a, a green to red leaf rating system or whether you don't care it's there and it separates us above all now in terms of how we've carved out our niche in terms of where we are today Um, Again, that was a whole bunch of failure. It was a whole bunch of years of people signing up and dropping off. That was my life. It was, you know, okay, we'll get people into the tool. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's convert them into paying users. And most of them were dropping off. We noticed, though, that the only ones that were sticking on and staying with our tool were working with a practitioner. And they said, oh, yeah, like, I love this. Yeah, I'm working with my naturopathic doctor. She got me into it. And then we have the nutritionists and dietitians saying, yeah, like, we want to use it for our business, but we're going to need this, this, and that. Like, because we can't really, we're, we're not designing schedules for our family. We're designing schedules for clients. So how do we make that happen? 
And for the longest time, we were like, no, it's not how it works. Like, no, no, like, just, just like, come on. Like, we want you to do it this way. We exactly. want you. And it doesn't. But, but, but you're like, we're not getting it, though. Like, no, like, this is how it's to work. And so eventually, I spoke with the founders, and I was like, okay, something's got to give. Let's just do it how people want to use it. And, um, <laughs> what a concept. And, right? I'm like, I'm like crazy thought here. Um, and so finally, we were able to not become the vitamin, I like to say. We're now the painkiller. Because at the beginning, we were a tool that required people to, we, it required education of like, this is why you should use it because it can make you healthier and it can do this and it can do that. But people weren't actively, like they didn't have a pain point of, oh, but like I've been dying to find a meal planner and tool. For the most part, most individuals, they weren't. If it was going to, you know, tell them that, you know, everything, what to eat and they're, you know, they're going to lose 10 pounds, whatever, maybe we'll get some gimmicky, you know, people, but. Um, it doesn't stick though. The, the gimmicks. Exactly. Exactly. And like the whole, you know, I'll lose weight or do that. It's like, it's, it's not long-term sustainable, but there are people that are looking for meal planning tools and those people are professionals. So we needed to connect with those professionals and be like, okay, what are the tools that you're using now? What works? What doesn't work? And what do you need? And it was a long, grueling, like almost a year of working with a whole bunch of different practitioners, jumping on a call with them, like at least once a month. We were doing different iterations of the tool, giving it to them. Some of them were like, oh my God, this, this part works awesome. And some of them were like, you need to take that back out. Like, that's annoying. Um, yeah. And so again, that's kind of how we designed the tool. Um, and so now I think that we separate ourselves from other meal planning tools. There aren't actually a lot of meal planning tools for professionals. Um, there are definitely some legacy tools. And I say that because they're, they're really like kind of older and they their websites just look really bad. And they're just like, I, I know one of those, you know them, right? Like <laughs> And I can totally understand. They're so intimidating for professionals because one, they have, they've got a huge price tag. A lot of the times you have to get locked into an annual contract and you feel like you're signing up for software. And so like I'm in marketing and so I get the whole, you know, CRM stuff and all that stuff. So it's not as intimidating for me, but still I can imagine for nutritionists feeling like they're like subscribing to this big platform that they have to learn. It's very overwhelming. But it then was when I first started, right? when, I, when I first started, and again, I was one of those individuals that was tech savvy. Yes. So I kept, I kept saying to myself, this is so clunky for me. Exactly. How in the world, even when I had um, my consulting clients and I would say, oh, maybe you can check this out. They would look at it and they would run. Right. It, exactly. It, and it's like, want to learn one more thing. I don't, I don't have the time. Exactly. And it looks like it's in 2008 and it's just like, yes. Yeah. So, um, so there's that, or there's the really simple sort of prettier ones that are like, that I feel like resonate with nutritionists, but the customization isn't really there. And the ability to really provide meaningful, you know, individualized um, meal plans in an interactive way is just not there. So it's like, if you are a nutritionist and you're just looking for, you know, a keto diet plan, that you can just quick and pretty and easy and bam, grab it, then that works. There are places I had one of those too. I worked with one of those, and again, it was too simple. It was pretty. Yep, it was pretty, but it was too simple. Exactly, do what I wanted it to do. Yeah, and I think for some people, it works and it's awesome. And like, if it does, that's great. 
Oh, I will say it's, it's still pretty pricey. Yeah. And so the way that we separate ourselves is, um, is I, obviously we listen to the professionals. So one, it's like some of them have just graduated from school. They do not want to put $600 down into a tool. Like they don't know where, you know, what's happening. They don't want to invest that. So let's make it so it's a very easy monthly, um, you know, month to month, a low price. Um, don't lock them into a contract. And then let's give them the option of, hey, if you just want templates and you just want pretty done for you programs, we've got that too. We've got loads of nutritionists working those like, so it's, you know, they're valid. Um, we're always asking for feedback. I'm learning about a whole bunch of different diets that are like low antihistamine and like, you know, all these different gaps. And so we've got loads of those. But if you want to customize it and actually build things for clients that are very, very specifically ta tailored, maybe it's a keto plan without mushrooms that's high in iron, that's this and that's that, and that has a very small grocery list because we give indicators of when you're choosing recipes to make sure that the grocery list is small because at the end of the day, that's sort of like across the board, everyone wants a, a smaller grocery list as possible. Um, then you can do that on meal garden. And so we have like the two ends of the spectrum as well. Um, a client facing app. So a lot of these tools are, you know, you export the plans, you export the, the recipes and then you kick them over to clients that works for some people. And you can still do that on meal garden. Um, but it's like, is that interactive is giving your client a seven day meal plan printed off and being like, follow this, that almost feels like it's a, it's a, like a, a demand. And so the clients will kind of, they'll either follow it and feel successful or they'll mess up on quote unquote on one of the meals and then kind of, you know, it's the effort effect of like, okay, well like now I've, you know, I've messed things up. Where do I go from here? Whereas meal garden, it's like, here's the, here's the meal plan. You can schedule it to your calendar. Hey, if you don't like these dinners, here's a, a, a dinner collection that I've curated for you. You can swap in those recipes. And so it's giving power back to the clients, but still allowing the professional to be in control because they have the nutritional expertise. So some of the feedback that I get before people really know about the tool, especially when I talk with schools, um, are like, oh, well, like they're kind of scared of like, this is going to replace professionals or something like that. And it's like, Oh my God, totally no, not like, can't. the it, power. Exactly. Like it, at the end of the day, we understand like everyone's human and you guys are the experts. We're not the experts, but we just make it easier for you to be better experts sort of thing. Well, and it's the same thing. Um, you know, how many books, how many books are written about nutrition and food and cookbooks. And, you know, if, if all people needed was the information, Exactly. We wouldn't need any of these tools. Exactly. So that's you need a human element. You need exactly. The you need yeah. the interaction. You need the motivation and the feedback and for someone to hold you accountable. Yeah. And that's what I, again, that's why I absolutely adore this program because all I could, as I was going through it, I was like, where was this when I was having my clients across the, across the desk from me? Because it would have, it would have made my life so much so much easier, but you know what? Okay, let me get on to, um, so yeah, the program is for nutrition professionals for the most part. Other individuals can use it, but when we're talking about carving out your niche, it we are saying it's for nutrition professionals. Correct. Right? 
Okay. And again, this is why um, it's a it's a good strategic alliance for me and why I wanted to, to talk about this because again, a lot of my clients are nutrition professionals because that's what I was and now I'm in the coaching, consulting, branding, social media, marketing world. This is what I help my clients with. So I'm saying to my current clients, if you want a meal plan, um, a meal plan program, this is the one that I would recommend for you. And just in the last week, I think three of my clients have, I've sent you the, their emails and said, here, the, these individuals would like to, to be on the nutrition, on the nutrition professional program. So I say, um, give it a try. What what are we offering for? Uh, let's get into that. What what makes it a good deal for listeners of my program <laughs> that are the nutritional professionals? Awesome. Um, so actually, one quick thing before I get into that. Although we are nutrition professional focused, I also want to say fitness coaches um, or just general wellness and health coaches that don't feel like they have enough um, sort of nutritional background, but still want to provide an element of that sort of coaching. Um, we do have. Well, they don't have to be certified in anything. No, no. Oh. So, so what we've noticed, if I love that the early stages, but we were expecting, oh my God, dietitians are going to just be up in arms in this tool because they can customize, they can do all this stuff. And while that's totally true, what we've noticed is that all the people that are loving our tool are actually more health coaches. So some of them are, you know, gym owners and they, they just want to find a done for you keto program that they can send to their clients and be like, Hey, look, customize it how you want it. Um, or just a health coach that, you know, we have health coaches working with, um, you know, teens or, or nomads. So they're like, can you, can you create for me like a nomad plan of like traveling foods and stuff like that. So we are also open to that. I uh, just, so I wanted to put that out there. But for all of um, your wonderful listeners that have uh, listened to this whole podcast, um, we are going to offer, because we're still super early and we want, you know, more feedback, we are really, um, we're onboarding with, uh, with white glove service, as I like to say. Um, so if you want to get in there soon, we're offering a really awesome deal just for um, Love Brand New listeners. And that's 50% off for your first three months. And oh my goodness. <gasps> right, right. And it's not like first three months and you have to lock into 12. First three months, 50% off. If at the end of the first three months, you're not into it. Okay, cancel. And there's like no charge. Give it a try. Exactly. So um, you'll just use the promo code upon um, adding a subscription. You use the promo code love brand you. All one word. <laughs> oh, perfect. I I knew, I knew you were going to offer something, but I didn't know it was going to be three months. So I'm, and I'm, I was under the misconception that you had to be a certified professional in nutrition to get the nutritional package. No. So I'm actually thinking of a few more clients that I'm just going to send that over to yeah. and go, you know, because again, my, a lot of my clients are people that just like to eat healthy or create healthy meal plans for their family, or they are in some type of health business. 
Yeah. And that's the feedback that we've been getting. They're like, Hey, look, like I run this site or I run this, you know, coaching program. I've never actually been able to add meal plans because that's actually out of my scope. Um, but now I can grab these nutritionist approved, you know, plans, customize my profile, how I want. Um, and then, so it's just an, another value add to their service. And for such a low price a month, if, if that means one extra, you know, client a month, then it's worth it. That's what I always say to people is if you, whatever service or help you're looking at in your business, if you can go, I'm going to pay for this course or this training. And if it brings me one client, I've paid for it. Exactly. It's done. Yeah. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so how can our listeners connect with you and Meal Garden? Super. Um, so you can either just go to the Meal Garden site. So that's home.mealgarden.com. Um, and then you'll basically be taken to like the professional page. You can sign up for a trial there. Um, use the promo code again, as I said, love brand you upon adding a subscription. Um, and then if anyone does just want to connect with me directly and there, I know even though we have a totally free seven day free trial, some people are still like, no, but before I get on the trial or like before they want to commit to even like yep. a free trial, they're like, can I speak with you first? And that's totally cool. So you can email me directly. I'm Kiki, K-I-K-I dot Athanas, which is A-T-H-A-N-A-S at mealgarden.com. So feel free to shoot me an email. We can jump on a call. I can walk you through um, a screen share, mention the love brand you and uh, give you more love and attention. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm mean, nice to everyone, but you know, <laughs> you might as well mention me. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I am going to take your white glove service term because again, that's how I serve my clients. Mm -hmm. And I always say, I think every week or every time I'm speaking with people or clients, that this is why my program, my new brand is called Love Brand You. Mm -hmm. It's like, let's just find the people we're supposed to be surrounded with and love on each other and help each other. That's exactly. And just do things that don't scale, especially at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Give, I'm, I will have all of that on the show page too. So awesome. you won't have to remember how to spell Kiki's name. If you just will hit the, come to the show page and hit the link, it'll all be there. But end us with your best parting words of wisdom, Kiki. Oh, um, I would just say based on sort of our conversation and where I'm at with Meal Garden right now and talking with professionals is that just don't let yourself get in your way. I think we've talked about, um, you know, the importance of self-care and, and doing what works for you as an individual and talking with a whole bunch of professionals just lately. I think a lot of them are letting themselves get in their own way. They think that because they don't have a, a commerce degree or they haven't gone to this marketing course that they can't market. And you know what? Just do what is authentically you and you will connect with the people that you need to connect with and help. Um, so just don't fear that and, um, and really have confidence in yourself. And I say that because I also, you know, could use a reminder myself sometimes that, um, you know, it's just do what, what matters to you, what resonates with you and don't let um, like unknowing fears get in the way. Um, that's that. I think that's my, my parting words. <laughs> it is perfect. <laughs> Thank perfect you. Because it's so true. 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm your host, Kiki. Thank you for being here. I'm your host, Sam Rafis. And until next time, keep sharing the love. Love Brand You with Sam Rafis. If you like what you heard on today's show, head to iTunes and subscribe to Love Brand You. You can leave a comment, a review, or send Sam a note for recommendations on a future guest you'd like to hear on the show. Thanks for listening to Love Brand You with Sam Rafus. For more, visit samrafus.com. S-A-M-R-A-F-O-S-S dot com. This is the EWN Podcast Network.